HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Diageo Bar Academy. Learn more at diageobaracademy.com. Hello, welcome to All in the Industry on Heritage Radio Network. I'm your host, Sherry Bayer, and it is Monday, November 29th, 2021. This is our 310th episode of this series, which is dedicated to behind-the-scenes talent in the hospitality industry. Today, my guest is an outstanding chef who is based in Peru, and he has a new cookbook out, and I will introduce him fully in a moment. First, as I do on every show, I will start out with my PR tip. And then later, we will have my speed round game, industry news discussion, solo dining experience, and the final question. As the founder of Bayer Public Relations, I'm going to tip the show off with my PR tip of the week. So today's tip is to go to the source. Find deeper meaning in how and why we do things and the stories behind them by returning to their roots and learning about their origin, history, and culture. We can discover so much from going back to the beginnings gaining invaluable insights and inspiration. So let's seek knowledge from the past as it will help shape the future. That's my tip today. Okay, I'm really thrilled to have my guest joining me. It is Virgilio Martinez. He is the chef and owner of Central in Lima, Peru, and he's the author of a new cookbook, The Latin American Cookbook by Fiden. After cooking in prestigious restaurants around the world, Virgilio returned to Peru in 2009 and he opened Central. Since 2013, Central has appeared on the world's 50 best list and has been named the number one restaurant in Latin America multiple times. Virgilio co-founded Matter Iniciativa, which documents Latin Americans' indigenous foods. In 2018, he opened the acclaimed mill in the Andes above the terraces of Moray. And he's featured on Netflix, Chef's Table, and the author of Central, his chef monograph published by Fiden as well. So hi, Virgilio. Welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? Thank you for such a great uh, introduction. About, oh, uh, my pleasure. My I could go on Thanks. and on. You've accomplished a lot. <laughs> 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 but I'm I'm thrilled to be chatting with you. There's so much to talk about between your your For restaurants sure. yes. and book. So um, 
I always start out with my guests to find out a little more about their background. So do you want to take us back a little bit to growing up and what inspired you to become a chef? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, uh, uh, in the beginning, I wanted to be to be a a pro skateboarder. So that's one of the <laughs> that, oh, that, was, that was one of the <laughs> main reasons I, I started to travel, and uh, I was I started as as a as explorer. Uh, I was I was going to different places, uh, different uh, countries uh, to perform perform uh, my thing and. Uh, that that was I think the beginning of of trying to to do something abroad, uh, which in the end uh, uh, had a lot to do with uh, cooking because uh, every time I was going out uh, traveling, uh, I was supposed to get a job, and in those days getting a job as a cook was very easy. Uh, that was the beginning of of something that uh, I. It happened because I just needed the the, the, the work, uh, but then uh, it became it transformed actually into a real passion and commitment, as the way it is. So after a while, I decided to go to school, uh, culinary school, and then uh, I moved to different restaurants. Uh, I, I I went to uh, the Ritz in, in London, a few other restaurants in London, uh, New York. I went to Lutez. This uh, French classic restaurant, uh, which I had these amazing uh, experiences, and then I went to to uh, Southeast Asia, Singapore. I went uh, to Spain. I spent some, some time in, in, in Madrid. Uh, I did some openings for 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 a very well known res- uh, restaurant, Astrid Gaston. And then I decided after all these trips to, you know, to go back to my to my roots, as you were saying, like uh, in the beginning, like uh, it's very important to 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 get back your identity and understand more, you know, where you're coming from. So I went back to Peru and uh, I, I I just traveled for, for a year and I, I got to know way better, you know, the, the Andes, the, the, the Cordillera Los Andes, the Amazon. Uh, our Pacific coast. So then I decided to, to open a, a place which is now my, my, my place, um, my, my base, which is Central. Yes, which I was very fortunate to visit back in 2016 on, on my trip uh, to Peru, and it was, it was phenomenal. Cool. Um, t- talk a little bit about the concept of Central, because, I mean, for my, for me, and dining there, it was really one of the most extraordinary, unique um, meals I've ever had. I mean, so so uh, I learned, and it's I feel like it's it's not just uh, a a dining experience. It's, there's an education component too, um, with all the ingredients you're using. Yeah, we we were like a clearly like ambitious enough to to. To try to do something very different, uh, very different to to what uh, we were seeing in, in Lima. Uh, I'm talking about 15 years ago, and uh, we decided to go and do experiences and and basically, yeah, menus where you get to taste and feel in many ways uh, 
different ecosystems or, or eco regions of, of Peru. So this is, um, you know, we're called, is a probably a cliche thing, the, the land of biodiversity. And uh, I, wa I just wanted to show this, how diverse we are in terms of ingredients, in terms of uh, geography, landscapes. So that was uh, the, the, the beginning of, of, of an idea, which is now like doing, creating uh, unique and meaningful experiences where you, you get this sense of place uh, you get a bit of the our culture, different cultures because there is no no one one Peruvian cuisine, and then it happens a lot of innovation and it happens a, lo a lot of things that probably you've you've never you've never experienced and that's that's what what makes uh, Central uh, unique. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it's ext it's extremely unique and and special. Um, and also, I, I mean, the hospitality the, that at your restaurant and just overall in in Peru, I was blown away by how wonderful <laughs> how wonderful the culture. Well, you know, is. It's, it's 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 quite difficult uh, because there's there's so many messages in the restaurant that we actually need very good people that really uh, is. Uh, very consistent and uh, passionate about doing things and uh, every single service for us is, is important every single table uh you know um different things that are happening we 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 actually want to to com communicate and 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 uh make make the people special you know and even 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 more uh, now nowadays like whenever you you come to a restaurant you you want to experience something uh uh, uh way different and even when you take a decision to go to a restaurant uh is now it's becoming a, a quite a strong decision uh, i'm talking about the, the fine dining experiences right yes yeah no it's true it's true i think um where people are spending their time and their money and their you know it's um sure. different now for uh well let me let me ask you my question for my last guest uh, on episode 309 I had on Lori Wollover. She's a writer and editor and the former lieutenant to the late author, TV host, and producer Anthony Bourdain. Her books include Appetites, a Cookbook, World Travel, and A Reverend Guide with Anthony Bourdain, and Bourdain, the Definitive Oral Biography. So Lori wants to know, what's the impact and pressure of being so high up on the world's 50 best list? Do you think your guests come in expecting something different or, or extraordinary because of the list? How much are your guest populations informed by the list or versus people who are just coming in because they know you're good? Um, and you're currently you're currently number four on the list, which is incredible. Um, so, yeah. yeah. It's a very common question because uh, we've, uh, of course, uh, this, uh, this list um, or any kind of uh, list of of uh well let's say michelin guide we don't have any michelin guides here so uh this uh, list uh the 50 best has a has a very good impact to attract uh, people uh but that was like long time ago i, I guess like uh, seven years ago when we just entered to the list it was it was shocking for 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 peru actually for for the restaurant we used to be a, a small restaurant for locals and now we, we're doing like uh we have a the restaurant became like uh way bigger uh more people is working in the restaurant uh 
we we serve actually less people than than before uh and people is coming more for the experience the level of of expectations are way higher um but this this is just not because of of being on that position in the list because this is uh there's uh, there's so, there's so many interpretations about this. It's, it's, it's too difficult to know because you mentioned that uh, chef table, for instance, uh, at one point, everybody were were seeing that episode and they were coming and they wanted to to have what they what they've seen in, in the episode, what they watch, and that was <laughs> that was difficult to please. You know, all people with uh, all these different uh, views, and uh, and nowadays, uh, uh, social media is is such a such an an impressive uh, and surprisingly uh, good way to communicate what we do. So uh, uh, we have very pe- lots of people engaged to what we do, and uh, then um, that's uh, that's the list. Uh, uh, we we believe that being the list is of course the result of of the work that we do. So we don't we never think that uh, because of the list we should be changing or working in a different way. Uh, we've been always committed to, to, to the excellence and, and, and just to be honest to, to what, we, what we love to do and what, what is our passion. So, uh, yeah, but the list, of course, is, is, as a promotion, is, is, is just great. Um, but then uh, many things that we do, uh, they actually, nowadays, they have a great impact on, on make make the people aware of, of our work uh, which which is like a, maybe a central uh, book or or just the, the book we did uh, about Latin America so uh, this very little initiative that we we start to do uh, of course having this uh, research uh, and interpretation center called matter also plays a big role also that we we We've opened a restaurant in the mountains in Cusco, so all these kind of things that we do uh, uh, make our our ecosystem uh, healthier and uh, and, and more um, and um, I don't know in a way like a, a more uh, a powerful for for us to be to be confident and to promote more our our ideas and and and, and being able to to. To go deeper into into our roots and uh, our cuisine and, and our style in the end. Yes, yes, that all makes sense, and and yes, everyone gets information and inspiration from so many places that and the things you're working on. And let's talk about the book because I have it. I have it here. It's it's beautiful. Nice. I, I love. I I mean the cover, the red. It's just. It's so so bright and and it's like stands out now on my bookshelf which i love um <laughs> and cool. and and the book is i mean it's it, you have you have over 6 or you have 600 recipes um talk a little about the inspiration or why you decided to do this latin american cookbook and what the process was like in putting it together because it's really it's really quite something <laughs> it's amazing yeah uh, well, yeah uh we were not, we we were we've been doing things uh very related to peruvian biodiversity so let's say we've been uh, doing things from the coast to the andes and the amazon so probably like a south america latin america we we're having quite similar uh, uh geographies and 
actually the cultures are different, uh, countries are different. We're covering 22 countries, but what what uh, made us do this uh, huge uh, challenge was uh, that uh, we wanted to know more about Latin America. So we've been exploring Peru, as I was mentioning, uh, a lot. Uh, we go to Cusco, we go to different places in the mountains, we go to different places in the jungle. But then we wanted to know more about, you know, what's what's what about the tropical forest in, in, in Central America? What about uh, the Amazon, of uh, the Brazilian Amazon? What about the, the south of, of Chile? What about Argentina? So what about these places, uh, Ecuador, Bolivia, that uh, we, share, we share in some cases the same languages? We share some 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 recipes, so we wanted to know more. So we 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 did it with a matter initiative with with the research center. Like, okay, let's let's just try to see uh, beyond uh, Peru. Uh, let's try to to go to 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 be more 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 South American, more Latin American. So that was that was one of the main things, which was uh, it was all about curiosity. And uh, uh, again, it's like a, more of the ideas that we have to, to, to build a community. Yeah, well, I mean, what it's amazing. And so, and you worked with Nicholas Gale, who I'm friendly with in New York, a, a, as a collaborated with him writing the book. How did, what was the process like and how did you guys go about it or decide what recipes to include? Yeah, Nicholas. Uh, Nicholas is amazing because he's he's a very good friend of us and he's he's been working with us since a central book, and uh, he's the right guy who who he's been to all the places and he's uh, he also takes uh, amazing photos and and he goes to he's very like uh, curious about very little details that not many people uh, not many people do so. Uh, yeah, we were we we're exchanging uh, recipes, we we're exchanging ideas. We, we've been uh, chatting, talking a lot about uh, YouTube videos, uh, Latin American uh, restaurants, Latin American uh, recipes, and, and stuff like this. So uh, he was uh, a very important part for, for, for us for the book uh, because he was he was the one who was helping us to to put to to also. In a way, what a what a, a give sense to everything we do. So um, one of the main things was was about like uh, just not not going uh, country by country. Uh, so let's let's not let's, let's just not put uh, twenty two countries and and then we develop the recipes. So it was about like uh, why not we start from the ingredients, start from the preparations, and then we start to develop the countries. Uh, so that was that was uh, part of, of of most of of the uh, Nicolas ideas and uh, and we're we're like very willing to uh, open minded to 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 listen to different people. Uh, I'm talking about different historians, ecologists, uh, farmers, uh, uh, ceramics local local artists, uh, people from the from the science. Uh, so it was it was a, a, a whole collaboration. I'm quite, uh, you know, still surprised uh, in a good way uh, how when you when you email uh, at the the Latin community or, or any any chef from let's say Chile, uh, how 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 easy is to 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 get to the real knowledge um, because you uh, 
very wise people, very intelligent people. They want to they wanna share with you the recipes, their things. And it happened to any, um, most of the countries that uh, we, we managed to, to, to get to, to good uh, sources to, to see uh, good recipes and just the good recipes, uh, meaningful recipes uh, that are, are, good for, for the, are good for for the now, which is like, uh, okay, we do uh, traditional cuisine from Latin America, yes, but then we need to put some other factors which are important, like uh, if these recipes will be able to be cooked uh, somewhere in Asia or or it, it made us also re- reflect uh how many ingredients are nowadays in, 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 in the world coming from Latin America? So I can name you like a, yeah. from cacao, cacao, quinoa, grains, uh, seeds, uh, the, um, uh, coffee, tomatoes, uh, potatoes, vegetable roots. And, uh, and there's, there's so much uh, things that, uh, that we know that uh, at this point, People is eating uh, Latin American food without noticing. Yeah, and you have—I mean, you have a, a wonderful glossary in the book, and and also I love, I love that you have the prep time and the cooking time on it because it's you know I don't know you I opened it up and I was you know going through the recipes and it could be very intimidating. There's 600 recipes in here, but there's it feels very approachable actually. As I mean, for not. I mean, for uh, for people who maybe aren't professional chefs, but to cook out of your book, I think you made it very um, user friendly. <laughs> so. Yes, that's a, that's the right word. Uh, yeah, it has to be. It has to be this way. It has. It has to be this book that you put in your in your kitchen and you start to cook. And then, uh, uh, um, in the intro, uh, I think I mentioned something about like uh, if you don't find something, uh, any ingredient, just. Uh, Go to a Latin American mode of, of, of improvisation and uh, uh, be creative. And uh, because we are not such a our our food is not that attached to to the recipe. Uh, it doesn't mean that the recipes don't work. I mean, the best recipes are perfect. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, if you don't find something, uh, it could be substituted uh, by, by by something else. And then. Um, there's, there's one thing that we've uh, we've we're, we're not that familiar with home with the home cooking of course uh, I mean I cook at home but uh, we are we are we are most of our time in in, in a uh, I don't know how to say like a professional kitchen so uh, uh, we gotta think you know as, as somebody in in any part of the world uh, is uh, is trying to to do a, a buffet of like, or, or a party of Latin American cuisine, so that book I think is great to 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 get these recipes, easy recipes, uh, easy preparations, and uh, uh, and actually very interesting uh, uh, yeah, ingredients. Yeah. Do you have any any favorites like or a, a recipe you'd say is if for someone the first one to try? Well, I would say like the empanadas for me. Empanadas is uh, is 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 something that you find from from Chile to Mexico, and uh, uh, I like the way they are so versatile. That there's not just one way of doing empanadas. It's like uh, there are many ways because there are many feelings. So uh, 
and it's so simple because you can have it in your hands and uh, it's so so comfort yes eating with your hands is something more delicious about that experience oh yeah it's, i think it's, it's the thing now you know yeah yeah it's good so <laughs> What about what about we can't can't not mention your wife Chef Pia Leon because you work with her. Um, I know you're working with her at Central, and she has. Do you pronounce it? Is it Kajole? Koye, yeah. Koye. Um, yeah, it's, it's even difficult to mention in Spanish, so no worries about. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I try my best on on pronunciation, but I'm. It's not. I I, I apologize no, no in advance. No <laughs> No worries, because it's a Quechua word, so uh, it's not even Spanish. So it's it's, very, it's even difficult for people from Lima, from South America, to 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 pronounce uh, uh, "coye" uh, as as oh, the way yeah. it is. So yeah, we we've been working together uh, since the beginning of Central. Uh, she was uh, she was uh, one of the chefs in the restaurant, and little by little she started to 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 grow as as a chef. Uh, and then uh, after about eight years, uh, she's she probably she, she's been like a, she's and now she's the head chef of Central, of course. Uh, she has she has Koye, but she's she's in charge of Central, as we are both directing Central. But she has her 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 own place uh, because uh, after ten years of working in Central, she was uh, looking for probably kind of uh, her voice in, in in the kitchen in the kitchen and uh, and uh, we're we're also quite uh, amazed uh, about the the response of of, of the people uh, that uh, even it's becoming you know such a great competition for for central so it's, it's so uh, funny, funny. That, uh, <laughs> yeah Sometimes we we get people like uh, they, they 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 don't know where to go like uh, or if they go to Central or they go to Koye. So people they bo- they go to both, uh, but some people of course they, they just want to go to to, to uh, one place. Uh, both places are different. Central and Koye. Uh, uh, Koye is, is PS uh, food and Central is, is is has been more. It's been has been here more time and it probably has more structural uh, things. Uh, but yeah, she's quite happy and she's uh, she's she's uh, enjoying uh, uh, having both uh, concepts in. You you know we have Koye and Central in the, in the same place, uh, which is called the, the the whole center used to be a, a cultural house, which is called Casa Tupac, and um, then we are having this restaurant in Cusco in the Andes. So, uh, which is called meal. So we are we are mostly like focused on these three things. That's amazing. I need to I need to come back. <laughs> oh, please, please do. Need to come back. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah. And it, oh, how long ago was that? How long ago did you did you? Did it you was. Um, I was there in 2016. So you these you opened. I, I think you've opened these other the other restaurants after that. Um, yeah, yeah. So we, because we changed locations, yeah. That's yeah. You you went to the the the, the old uh, central. I mean, oh, the, the I didn't realize that. Yeah, um, yeah we moved uh, from uh, Miraflores district to to Barranco district. Uh, 
because we have like a way bigger space and we the thing is that the, the evolution of central has been uh, has been uh, always been uh, great uh, so we had to to uh, to create a new system and a new kitchen and uh, that that's why it all starts uh, because uh, the place where we moved was it was such a it is such a big place uh, it is huge so that's why we we, we started to, to think about uh, why not like Pia you you have a Pia had her chance to to, to create her own restaurant and then uh, we even had a chance to to do a, a, a cocktail area where, where part of the, uh, the of the philosophy of Central where you every every single course that you you are having is one ecosystem we're doing the same with with the drinks, and uh, we're having we have a spot uh, which is called Mayo, in the same in the same house. Uh, so you have this this also this sense of place in the in the in the liquid area. Oh, amazing! I, I was the other day. I looked back at my photos from my trip, and I wish I had a better camera in 2016. <laughs> but um, I, I was. I was I know I'm serious. I was scrolling through. I'm like, okay, these are not as good of food pictures as I take now. But um, I mean, it was it reminded me of uh, of all your different dishes and preparations, and and so many little flowers and just I mean, the the presentation was so special. And then I I mean, I remember we went in the kitchen and got the whole tour upstairs, and so um, oh, nice. I'm gonna have to come back. <laughs> sure. Now we have uh, only one one floor. Yeah, we used to have two floors. Now we have only one yeah. floor, and, um, and the place is bigger. Uh, so we have a, uh, but still we ha- we haven't changed much. It's like when I say, when I'm talking about the evolution of Central, it's been uh, about like uh, 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 new findings of ingredients because of Mater Initiativa, and uh, of course uh, change the menus and improve the level of uh, hospitality. Yeah. Well. Um, yeah, I'm, you don't have to, I'm, I'm due. I mean, I, I would love to get back there. And as I mentioned earlier, this, the hospitality of, of your country and just of you and your, your whole team was just phenomenal that, um, I think, yeah, it made me feel very special. Just, uh, Yeah. Very nice, nice people you, you can find over here in Peru. <laughs> yeah. Very. So, I mean, if anyone hasn't been there, like really go, it's, it's, it's phenomenal. Okay, so let's take a little break and we'll come back. We'll play my speed round game, talk some industry news. I have my solo dining experience this week and the final question. So stay with us. This is All in the Industry on Heritage Radio Network. Diageo Bar Academy has new master classes just for you, including how to create the ultimate seasonal menu, how to integrate low and no ABV cocktails on your menu, and how to transform your outdoor dining space during colder months. Register for upcoming events or watch these can't-miss masterclasses on demand by visiting diageobaracademy.com. Whether you are a bartender, owner, or operator, or completely new to the industry, Diageo Bar Academy has easy-to-access resources to help you learn new skills or stay in the loop with all the latest industry trends. Visit diageobaracademy.com That's D-I-A-G-E-O baracademy.com. Become a member and sign up for the newsletter today. It's completely free and you will be amazed at all they have to offer. 
That's D-I-A-G-E-O baracademy.com. Welcome back to All in the Industry on Heritage Radio Network. I'm your host, Sherry Bayer. My guest today is Virgilio Martinez. He's the chef and owner of Central in Lima, Peru, and he's also the author of a new book, The Latin American Cookbook. And so, Virgilio, it's time for my speed round game. What this is, is I'm going to name a couple things, and you get to pick your preference, such as chocolate or vanilla. So I give you a choice. You ready? Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. Eat in at home or eat out at a restaurant? At home. Indoor dining or alfresco dining? Alfresco. Wine, beer, cocktail, mocktail, or champagne? Mocktail. Cool. How about tasting menu or a la carte? A la carte. Small plates or large plates? Large plate. Communal table or chef's counter? Chef's counter. Okay, a few more. Tipping or all-inclusive charge? All-inclusive. All right, so many to choose from, but how about Chilean hot dog or Bolivian schnitzel topped with a fried egg? Uh, the Chilean hot dog. I saw a photo of that, and I was like, that looks <laughs> delicious. <laughs> <laughs> It is delicious. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Okay. Machu Picchu or Wanu Picchu? Machu Picchu, of course. I did. I mean, I did both, but I climbed Wanu Picchu. So I'm like. um, Really? Yeah, I did when I went, which is why afterward I went to Cusco and I had a hard time walking around Cusco with like the little steps everywhere because my legs were so sore. (laughs) Wow. Well, the thing is, because of the the altitude, you you get this. Uh, we get you get this. Uh, uh, you know, you you feel like a weird. Uh, uh, yeah. This, this lack of oxygen, and then uh, you know, walking is 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 difficult. But you know, one of the best things that that uh, if we can name a few positive uh, stuff going on at the moment, uh, because there's there's not much tourism. Uh, going to Machu Picchu now is is priceless uh, because uh, you you don't see as many people as before and uh, you get you get spaces for only for you. Uh, this is right. very mystical and very there is very quite like a, a spiritual uh, experience. Yes, I I know somebody. I saw somebody post pictures that they went back this last year and with that same idea. And you're right. Um, it, I mean, it's magical. I'm so glad I, I was able to experience it. And and Cusco is a gorgeous city too. Um, so pretty. So, um, sure. okay, two more. I've got cheese plate or dessert. Cheese plate. And Manhattan, Brooklyn, or Lima. Lima. So sorry. Lima. Yeah. No, you have to pick Lima. Yeah. Lima is my place. I get to travel a lot, and uh, uh, probably I have to say, like Lima is probably not the most beautiful city, and uh, uh, sometimes it's too chaotic, it's too big. Uh, I'm staying in, in a in a little place which is Barranco, which is nice, but uh, you know, I think Lima for me is is 
which is beautiful because I see people from Lima and uh, I, I, I get to see uh, locals, you know, enjoying. Uh, and we are so welcome to also to, to the tourism. So, uh, yes. and there, Lima is where, where my restaurant is. So uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't move to another place. Yes, it's a it's a it's a wonderful city, wonderful city. Um, and I would if with that choice, I would choose that too. Why not Lima all the way? Okay, so for industry news, I picked out an article that was in Food and Wine magazine entitled "Another World's Best Restaurant Is Dropping Most Meat from the Menu." Denmark's Geranium, which came in second on last month's World's Fifty Best Restaurant list is refocusing on plant-focused and pescatarian dishes. And this was by Mike Pomerantz. Uh, I thought this would be interesting to talk about with you, uh, being that you're a uh, world's 50 best list restaurant as well. And just uh, this sort of trend that's happening, um, 11 Madison Park, which, uh, spoiler alert, alert, that's going to be my solo dining experience this week because I went. Um, and they, they recently <laughs> went uh, plant-based, all plant-based. And so this is Geranium in uh, Denmark is now, they're not going all plant-based, they're going to have um, seafood, but um, it's a it's a switch for them. And they were number two on the world's 50 best list just that just came out. So I don't know, what's your take on this? Uh, do, you, do you have a take on this? Yeah, we've, 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 uh, we've been thinking about uh, uh, this because, of course, whenever you see like a, a a, a very important restaurant as Eleven Madison is is is, is doing these uh, plant based menus and, and the whole the whole system uh, change uh, for them and they they are having a uh, of course a huge impact in in, in the world of, of uh, the fine dining. Uh, we start of course we start to think ourselves like uh, what's what's our take on this and uh, we uh, we are we are quite we're happy with uh, what we do. Uh, we, we consider that uh, uh, we've been eating meat here for for years and fish, and, and uh, we've been uh, uh, we've been also uh, agriculture here was um, was also depending on uh, animals, and uh, and uh, because we are in a way a, an interpretation, what we do is an interpretation and manifestation of what's what's the people consuming in Peru and what's going on. Uh, our take is like uh, we 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 of course we we continue with uh, our system of of going to dif- different altitudes of Peru, and uh, whenever we see fish, meats, uh, vegetables, uh, we just go on with that. So. We 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 don't, we're not planning uh, to change uh, anything to 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 plant based. Uh, we actually we actually don't 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 I don't eat like like, like I eat meat. I love uh, fish. Um, there's there's plenty of it here, but uh, of course uh, because of uh, ecology. Uh, we gotta be uh, coherent with uh, what what we do, and uh, and we actually we, we are uh, we're doing what what people we're defending what what is people what, what people is consuming and we're protecting that. So part of our values when whenever we we do our menus are are there, and then about about vegetables like we you know we we have a, a four menus yeah and and we. We do uh, 
two menus that we we do in a large uh, and shorter version, and then we have another menu which which is all vegetables. So for whoever wants to come to Central and they 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 just don't wanna consume any fish or meats, uh, we have a, a a great amount of vegetables because uh, uh, as I would say, like a Peru, Peru has had a, a, an amazing agriculture uh, here and, and different systems of of of, of uh, create and, and, and to, to to get different seeds and uh, imagine this is the country of the, the four thousand varieties of potatoes and vegetable roots and uh, the origin of the, the tomatoes and uh, the whenever you go you see people like uh, growing uh, quinoa and different uh, Andean grains so um, uh, I think we we are in, in that way, we are we're like uh, blessed uh, to to have a uh, this great amount of vegetables, and uh, then we, that's why we have this proposal as a, as a as a message because we understand that um, uh, being in in our position, you become part of uh, a voice, uh, a voice that is relevant for for um, next generations or, or just uh, for the industry. Uh, we we believe that we are we are defending uh, the way we 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 appreciate food. Yeah, I I mean that 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 all makes sense to me. I was going to ask how many people. What's it on average? How many people are getting your vegetable menu or opt for that? About fifteen fifteen percent. Okay. That's cool. It's, um, it's a yeah. lot. It used to, it used it's to be like, you, yeah. Oh, it's good you have that as an option, and um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how what how you know what happens with other top Michelin fine dining restaurants uh, uh, if if people continue with this trend. Um, I actually dined lucky to dine at Geranium when I was in Copenhagen. Uh, back in 2017 and I went for lunch and it was, it was fantastic. I mean, it was, I remember being a very long tasting menu, but it was a beautiful restaurant and, and really. Were they serving meat in those days, right? Yes, they did have meat, but I don't remember it. I feel like it was more of, it was a it was a lot of it was a long tasting menu and a lot of small plates. And I don't think it was very meat heavy at all. Like towards the end, there's like one or two meat courses. So I think, you know, from my memory, um, I think it was a lot of vegetables and, and seafood as well. So, uh, yeah. Um, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, I've, 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 I've been there with, with Pia like, uh, four years ago and, uh, I had this great experience. Uh, and I remember, yeah, it was a, a long tasting menu. Uh, uh, we, we we did enjoy uh, lots of the what 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 they have as a what technique wise is very good and and, and the produce they use is they they're just amazing. Uh, Rasmus is the chef and um, yeah, if they if they are doing this uh, thing, uh, I think it, I think it's good uh, that actually more restaurants are looking after you know uh, what 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 is what is uh, not. Uh, just pleasing, uh, just pleasing the people that goes to the restaurant. Also, um, giving a, a, an example that uh, you can do a few changes if you wanna uh, preserve uh, things. 
Yes, true. Um, yeah, I agree. I'm glad you got to experience too. And uh, so let me segue into my solely dining experience this week because I, in the name of research, <laughs> I decided to go to 11 Madison Park and uh, take myself for a nice solo dinner. So really? here's the rundown of my solely dining experience. The location, 11 Madison Park at 24th Street in New York City. The concept, a New York restaurant, which has received four stars from the New York Times, three Michelin stars, and has been ranked number one on the world's 50 best list. And they are now doing an all plant-based tasting menu. The chef and owner is Daniel Hume. Why did I go? Well, as I said, I have a little research here and I've had been to EMP back not, not in several years, always stellar experience. And I really want to try this new vegan menu, which which is under the critical eye right now. It started about three months ago, and I want. I was. I said I'm going to go and check this out. So my experience. I made a reservation for one on Talk, and actually, I remember when they first opened up um, this this new menu. Uh, there weren't reservations for one, and something they added in. So it was nice to see they're welcoming solo diners uh, for the full dining mm -hmm. experience. Because, um, yeah, I do find that sometimes when I'm going to make reservations, it's just not available. But it was available at Central. I'll say that. <laughs> um, so um, so I made a reservation, um, 5.30, early reservation. Uh, I arrived. They were just, fin you know, go getting ready to start service. Uh, I said they brought me to the bar um, for a little bit. I ordered a soft cocktail that they then uh, took over with me to my table. I was seated in the back room. There's like kind of two sections of the restaurant. Gorgeous flower arrangement nearby, a centerpiece. And I was sitting on the banquette, kind of watching the, the flow of, of the dining room. It was kind of like a ballet. It's like theater, just watching, watching service. Um, very attentive, wonderful, warm service. Um, before dessert, I was brought into the kitchen where they I had a, a cider drink and talked to the manager. Unfortunately, Chef Hume wasn't there that night, so I didn't get to see him, but I felt really well taken care of and I had a really lovely time. So what did I get? So um, I ordered a grapefruit soft cocktail um, as my little uh, uh, mocktail for the evening. Um, and then it's a at a 10 course tasting menu that included the dessert. And, and that's the only option they have. It's just one set menu. And I got a macchiato with oat milk at the end. My take, it was wonderful. It was really special. I would say uh, I had I had some favorite dishes of, of I mean, it's all seasonal vegetables and very unique. I think some of my favorites, there were a few mushroom dishes at the beginning. There was one mushroom tart with truffles that was just divine. Uh, there was a tonburi with squash and sumac that I loved. And I realized afterward looking at other tables that the portion they gave me was like the same portion they were giving to like a table of four. <laughs> so I think sometimes when you're dining by yourself, you get, you get extra because um, it's like a dish they can only do like, it's like one per table. Um, there was also a celery root with Swiss chard and chili that kind of put together and ate like a taco. Um, it's delicious. Um, and then dessert, there was, a, there was a grape with, uh, it was called grape with coconut and kulfi, which was kind of like a sphere-shaped sorbet. And there was this delicious sesame chocolate pretzel at the end. Um, and they sent me home with their seasonal granola. So it was really, it was fantastic. I, I, I really enjoyed it. The ambiance. So 
the dining room there, it's grand, it's epic, it's got soaring ceilings and uh, floor-to-ceiling windows that face the park. It's elegant, minimalistic, and in the kitchen, it's a very quiet, spacious kitchen. Uh, it's like it's it's almost like the, seeing them seeing the chefs at work. It's sort of, it's it's kind of magical to to see. Always, I always love seeing kitchens. So perfect for I'd say a special occasion or for me a Tuesday. Uh, interesting tidbit in. 2019, chef whom split from his longtime business partner, Will Gadara, who previously ran EMP's front of the house. And um, during the pandemic, EMP kept a small team. They partnered with the nonprofit Rethink Food. They prepared close to a million meals for those experiencing food insecurity in New York. And this led Chef Hoom to change his business model. And now every dinner purchase at EMP provides five meals to food insecure New Yorkers, which are delivered through the 11 Madison truck. So um, it's a great initiative that they're doing. Personal fun fact, uh, if you go back to episode 220 of my show in July 2019, I did a show on Rethink. At the time, it was with uh, their chief strategic officer and policy director, Evelyn Kim, and um, I'm glad I got to do that. Uh, talk a little about what they were doing. I'll have to have them back on, talk about what they're doing now. The cost of this meal, okay, this is a splurge, I understand. It was $365 plus $22 for the drinks I had there, and that's including tax and gratuity. Would I go back? Yes, of course, but I will definitely wait some time before another season, and and just also because it was a splurge, can't splurge all the time. Uh, The website is 11madisonpark.com, and the Instagram is at 11madisonpark. There you go. Uh, Virgilio, have you have you been to EMP? I'm guessing yes. 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 I, haven't, I haven't tried this uh, new menu. Uh, I haven't tried this new uh, EMP. Uh, but I know that Daniel from a long time ago, uh, he actually came to Central uh, about seven years ago. And uh, um, I've been following his, uh, his work. Uh, I remember, of course, Will uh, Widara. And uh, mm-hmm. because the, the hospitality service uh, that I had was just beautiful, uh, as you were saying, the uh, the, the floor, the, the dining room was was uh, spectacular. Uh, the way the, the waiters and the people, the servers were were moving, and uh, it was like like ballet. Yeah, actually, yeah, it was uh, impressive. And uh, yeah, I had these uh, these uh, iconic dishes that they had they, they, they had at this at this time that, that like the the duck and and some others. So um, yeah, I'll I'll be I'll be I'll be back for sure uh, next next year. Um, I'll be I'll be going I'll be I'll be going to New York by January. So may, I might I might be I hope I hope I, I might be able to get a table because uh, since uh, they've they they kind of changed the concept. Uh, <laughs> they must be extremely busy and, uh, and with, with lots of uh, success. Yes. Uh, yes. I feel what, like what? You, you you can get a table. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm trying to pretend I'm not getting a table just in case he, uh, Daniel is, is listening to me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he will call me. Uh, he he will get me a table uh, as soon as possible. Yeah. Anyway, well, but uh, yeah, I know it's it's um right. I'm I'm so willing uh to to see 
because of of course I've 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 always believed that uh, you know uh, let's just think in this way because when we were doing uh, all this uh, vegeta- uh, vegetarian menu uh, or, or even a vegan menu which is not part of you know the 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 main uh, uh, tasty menu here which is the the alturas menu or the the mundo matter menu uh, when we were doing the vegetarian menu. Uh, we're thinking about, uh, we're just asking ourselves about how many textures you can get from a vegetable and how many flavors and tastes uh, using different techniques. Uh, for instance, uh, ones which is now like uh, very trendy is still talking about fermentation and fermentation that happened in since uh, from Korea to China to Peru. Uh, uh, well, you talk about wine. You talk about fermentation. So, how how you know how how easy and or difficult could be uh, change uh, vegetables, and uh, that whenever people think that a, vegeta- a vegetarian menu is uh, boring or is not, uh, it will not impress you because uh, there is no meat or fish. Uh, well, they must be wrong because. Uh, uh, of course, uh, uh, vegetables are, are amazing, and uh, it's actually and it's proved that, that we we gotta eat more vegetables, uh, and this is a fact, right? Uh, yeah. So yeah, for me, uh, it, it will be uh, I gotta I do I do kind of the same stuff I do but I go my, by myself. Uh, uh, of course, uh, in this case with with Pia, but when I'm when I'm when I'm by myself, I. I, you know, I go, I go and I go and check and I analyze and I, I, I try to get as much inspiration as possible. So, uh, well, I'm just can't wait to, to go to back to to Eleven Madison to try this menu. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I I've always found dining my solo dining experiences are really wonderful at at these high ends fine dining, tasting menu restaurants, because it's, it's, there's so much happening. It's very interactive. It's, there's a lot of dishes and, and, and it's like a dance as with, with the service. And so, um, and you can really focus on the food and take it all in. So I recommend it to people all the time. And because most people probably don't think, a lot of people don't think that way, like to go to a fine dining restaurant by themselves, but um, no, you know, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm mostly like nowadays like getting people, uh, tables of two and one, right? And uh, yeah. you know, in Central we don't do more than a table of four. Uh, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, which is for some people it's different. It's difficult to t- to to take, but you know, just because there's uh, quite like this kind of a uh, uh, different information to process, and uh, which in some in some cases we we get a bit a, a i don't know i don't know how to say like um into the concept into the idea uh so the best way is whenever you have like less people in the table so uh we don't uh, actually we don't want to do big tables uh because whenever you have a big table uh you you lose you lose the the contact uh, with the with the restaurant lose the lose the contact with the people and i know uh of course or some other restaurants, uh, they can do tables of 10, 15, 20. That's fine. That's great. Because in this case, you are celebrating probably the company and, 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 and your friends and family. 
whatever. But sometimes when you go to some specific restaurants, uh, I would I would I would prefer to 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 do like a two people in one table, even three or four, and uh, uh, and I just not I mean like I'm just not saying that uh, it has to be this way for everybody. It's just like a, it's just happening in Central for us. It works very well, and uh, because we only serve like a. Only 30 people in the service, and probably you see like 40, 40, 40 cooks, and uh, we want that level of communication. And the kitchen is really open, so you you get to see you know how the people is serving you, and how many people is working on your on your preparation, and this is quite beautiful because uh, we're talking about uh, in the end about the the all all time criticized uh, fine dining, right? Uh, but the fine dining is, is changing and it's, it's becoming more more human, more more like about uh, be, being nice and, and, and showing that uh, what we do is uh, it has a meaning and we do it because uh, we love we love that uh, we're we're proud of, of being part of, of of these kinds of restaurants and uh, and uh, and then you know uh, the experience. Uh, you know, I used to I used to believe, and I used to do the I used to create experience only for for three hours or two hours or something, which is a lot, yeah. Yeah. But but uh, after this COVID situation, we're getting uh, reservations and people that they want to stay longer. And, oh, that's uh, Yeah, and then we have we have this level of communication where you ask the people how how are we going like uh, if you want to go like slower or, or you want to do more, more courses so we we can adapt more more things to the experience so you end up maybe you're coming for 11 courses but you are having uh, 18 or, or 20 it depends on your time on your on the way you are you are you are satisfied and so Many other factors that you 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 can only find in in the same during the same experience. So yeah. if we, we get the people like uh, I could say like okay I spend five hours in the restaurant oh that's so boring like uh, you know five hours that's a lot but what happened if I tell you like okay you know I spent five hours in a restaurant I was by myself and I had an amazing time so why not uh, change this idea of, of the fine dining that is, is, is not about the protocol, it's not about being, being perfect all the time. You know, it has to be, of course, a professional. It has to be uh, uh, close. You know, it has to be more, more human. Uh, it has to be, uh, and, you know, filled with different, different values that are, are good for for, for us and I, I truly believe that you know a, a restaurant uh, central uh, or any other restaurant that that represent a, a, a country an area a region um, has to have this uh, kind of uh, a connection and, and then uh, uh, has to be in a way uh, a manifestation of what is happening in, in our in our society so whatever right. is happening, you know in our in our environment, Whatever it, it is, it is happening in the restaurants. Uh, I don't know. Somehow it, it, it is working this way. Wow, that's wonderful. And yes, yes, all of the above. So, um, before we end the show, I have to ask you the final question. Um, my next guests are Mickey Baxt and Steve Palmer. They're the 
co-founders of Ben's Friends, which is a national support group for people in the hospitality industry struggling with addiction. They're both veterans in the restaurant industry. So Virgilio, I wanted to see if you could ask a question for Mickey and Steve. Well, yeah. Um, my question will be like, uh, if they know what um, uh, this, uh, this guy, Sean Brock, is doing. Yeah, I know uh, Sean Brock. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, he's he's he has a whole area to to help uh, people with emotional issues, and uh, uh, I would love to 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 know what what do they think about that in a restaurant because um, uh, it's it's quite repetitive to see people uh, that is not is not doing well in restaurants and. Uh, and not only in restaurants, in many other fields. Uh, and then the addictions are coming in many other in many other ways. Uh, um, but but yeah, I'll be, my my question will be like, uh, what do you what do they think about uh, Sean Brock's place? And uh, if if it is uh, if it is necessary, is it necessary to to have it in in all kinds of restaurants? Okay, I will find out. Um, Please do. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure they do. I mean, I'm pretty sure they know Sean. Um, and uh, yeah, he just, uh, Sean just opened his new place, what, Audrey down in Nashville? Um, looking sure. forward to trying that. So, but yeah, I'm excited to talk with them. Um, it, it's, it's definitely something, another thing, uh, hate to say a trend, but people are talking more about this in the industry. And I think that's a good thing. So sure. um, that's the show. I, I, I greatly appreciate your time and, and joining me today and loved our conversation and congratulations on all your success and the book and your restaurants. Um, you're amazing. And when you come to New York, maybe, maybe we can meet up and grab a meal together. Oh, that would be fantastic. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be going back to, uh, I think I'll be, I'll be cooking in Atomics uh, in, in January. Oh, and, uh, Mix is amazing. Yeah, I love I love JP. I love uh, the place, and, and uh, yeah, I don't know if if I'm saying this before it's announced. <laughs> anyway, uh, I already did. But uh, <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, it's been it's been great to uh, talking to you, and uh, thank you for giving me this uh, space to to talk about uh, Central Latin America, Peru, the book. Uh, my wife and uh, and so the things. Thank you. Oh, you're you're so welcome. You're all fabulous things. So much continued success. Well, thank you. My guest today has been Virgilio Martinez. He's the chef and owner of Central in Lima, Peru, which is currently number four in the world's 50 best restaurants list. And he's the author of a new book, The Latin American Cookbook, which is published by Fiden. His website is centralrestaurante.com and you can follow him at Virgilio Central and at Central Rest. And you can follow me at Sherry Bayer at Bayer PR at All Industry. My Facebook page is on the industry and my websites are BayerPublicRelations.com, SherryBayer.com and AllInTheIndustry.com and all of our shows are archived at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. We're also on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. And also note that you can get Virgilio's book wherever you can get books. And um, you can check out, uh, you can go to Fiden.com also to learn more. 
Thanks to my engineer today, Armin, and thanks to, again to Virgilio, and thanks to Roland and Joe for their help, and Andrea as well for helping set this up. I'm your host and producer, Sherry Bayer, and guess what? This is actually my last show of 2021, but don't worry, I'll be back after the new year. So have a wonderful holiday season, stay safe and well, and thank you, as always, for being part of All in the Industry. Bye. All in the Industry is powered by Simplecast. I'm Sherry Bayer, and you're listening to Heritage Radio Network, a member-supported podcast network broadcasting over 35 weekly shows live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. This year, HRN is celebrating 10 years of food radio. For the past decade, we've been taking you behind the scenes of farms, restaurants, breweries, school cafeterias, and more. It's been 10 years, and we're just getting started. Learn more at heritageradionetwork.org.